following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whether you're listening to us on one of the affiliates or you took the time to find us on the podcast, Welcome, thanks for joining us. Mike Jones, John Brown, back with you again for another edition of Offense, Defense, and Discourse. I have a feeling it might be some discourse today, but Uh-oh. it's going to be fun either way. It's always fun. John, oh, how are man. you doing I- this week? I'm good. I-, I don't know what we have to disagree about this week. I mean, um, Kawhi's gone from the East. He's gone from the East. He's, I'm he's sure that gone, makes you gone. happy. Yeah, it does make me good. Peace oh, out. You know, we definitely got to get, get into that. Yeah. We were on the air last week, Friday. Mm-hmm. The news dropped Saturday morning, yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah, uh, that's that a real Kawhi thing yeah. to do. It is. It is. I mean, all right, Kawhi loses a little, a little bit of cool points for me on that one, man. I we mean, uh, he, you know, he, he robbed us of some. You know, we had to wait a whole week to have some conversation about this. But that, that just means you had a week to chew on it, get your thoughts right. All right, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, though. okay. But here's where I want to start. Okay, because the thing is, well, like you know, where was your? Just like you said, first place your mind went. We start talking is the NBA off season. Yes. In the midst of all that, baseball has its All Star break. Yes. At one point, I think it was Sunday night, Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I really had a moment where I was like, "Wow, hold up! It's All Star break this week." Mm-hmm. Kind of snuck up on you. Snuck up, snuck up on me completely. I think it snuck up on. And here's, I am not sure if. It snuck up on me because currently the team that I root for, the Philadelphia Phillies, aren't really that good right now. Mm-hmm. So when your team isn't that good, it's easy to put it you know, out of sight, out of mind. See, that's kind of what I wanted to talk yeah. to you about, though. See, I'm glad that's where you went because that's exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Here's my thing. If I'm watching football, okay, I might not watch the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. But if my team isn't good, I'm still watching other football games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I'm watching basketball and my team's not not good, I'm probably still watching All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm probably still watching other games. Baseball. If my team's not good, I'm checked out. Yeah. Why is that? I, because I, I I think you know I like baseball. I, I like baseball too, and but I I'm I'm the same way. Whereas, if the, you know if the Eagles aren't doing well, but there's a football game on, mm-hmm. I'm watching football. No matter you know, exactly. there there's there is no the, scenario in which pro football is on television. Well, you know what? No, okay. Like, okay there are yeah, some I'm going scenarios. To, yeah, there are some. Because that Thursday night be, game, yeah. But the Eagles could be zero and sixteen. Which is RT, mm. but if you zero and fifteen season still going, yeah. But if you tell me it's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, I'm watching. Yeah, no, no, you're right. All right, I guess honestly, as much as people want to say, there are people who want to say that they love all sports equally. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I've yet to meet that person. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've met people who say it, mm-hmm. but I don't, I've yet to meet that person who actually lives it. Whereas like, okay, you know, now the, I, in all fairness, that there are, I do know people who like all sports. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, there are p- people who like all sports, mm-hmm. but people who say, you know, who say they will watch all sports no matter what. Like Eagles not doing well. More than likely, I'm watching football no matter what. Mm-hmm. Sixers not doing well. I'm watching b- pro basketball no matter what. Mm-hmm. Baseball, Philly's not doing well. Baseball's on. Let me see what else is on. When's the last time you watched a baseball game? Last week. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, before the All Star, before the All Star break, yeah, I'm watching the Phillies. So, but so you have still been checking the Phillies? Yeah, I still, yeah, I still watch. I haven't like completely like this. You know, it's still the All Star break. You know, okay, I'm it's not still gonna, too early. Yeah, to it's check still, out yeah, completely. It's too, yeah, it's too early to check out completely, but. They, you know, they got me main source out here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the front door. <laughs> that's that's where I am right now. I'm looking at these guys, and it's like so they're one good losing streak away from from losing you too. I'm well. I'll, I'll put it to you like this: Where, where are we from? Where, where where do we live right now? We live in the Philadelphia we Philly, Philly area. area. We're, we're, and 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 there there are things that are kind of cliche for the Philly area and Philly fans. Okay. And you and I being mature fans, being being somewhat knowledgeable fans. You know, we we tend to try to rise above the cliche when it comes to Philly fandom and the stereotypes. But when a team isn't doing well in this area, what do fans normally want to do? They want to fire, check out. You know, uh, fire the coach, fire the somebody. Manager, yeah, trade yeah, somebody. yes, yes, yes. All, all that. Those are the calls. No matter right, right or wrong, whether it makes sense or not, whether it's even something that's possible. He's a bum. Get rid of yes, him. Yes, yes. All that. You, you hear all of that when a Philly team struggles. It doesn't matter. You know, prize free agent. You just gave a boatload of money to. He's struggling. Get him out of here. We shouldn't got him in the first place. Got a. Uh, you know, hot young manager. You know who's the talk of the town. Couple, uh, couple of years ago, maybe even a couple of weeks ago, they struggling. Fire him. He's a bum. Get him out of here. He can't coach. You know, you know I know? thought you were about to say a name that was going to upset me. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general, it, it don't matter. You, you know, you could insert name you here. Gonna, I just thought you were going to say that name. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> We six, we almost seven minutes into the show. I would, I wouldn't do that to you. You know, there's way too much show to, to piss you off like that. But what I am saying is, with the Philadelphia Phillies, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost at that level where it's like, you know what, this is ridiculous. Somebody's head needs to roll so when it comes. But I, I don't, you know. So let me ask you a question. Okay. So you will watch your team. You will watch the Phillies. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, if your team's not good, you check out. Is check that out. do you think that is a problem for like a personal problem or do you like and or do you think that is more of a baseball problem? Like I, where you think that's something that happens to I most think it, baseball fans. I, like that's not unique to you. 
I personally don't think it's unique to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's a baseball problem. It it could be like uh, for for me, I would say like I check out on baseball, but there are things that will catch my interest. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm I'm pretty frustrated with baseball because my team's not winning. But you know what? That Yankees Red Sox London series caught my interest. You know they're playing in London, so I watched a lot of that. You know, and a plus, lot of runs scored. A lot of runs scored, and plus it was it, it was is you know they're playing in London, so that that's a, that's a story. Mm. I'll check that out. You know, and then there's also the names that you want to check out. You're flipping through channel. You know, you're, you're flipping through channels. You see something. You know, you you see a game. You see a matchup that you like. You know, of course, you know with, with the uh, the unfortunate passing of uh, the Angels player. You know, uh, the pitcher, twenty-seven years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, you see the Angels on TV. You want, you know, you you want to stop and watch the Angels. Like, okay, you know, I want to see this because this is a story. But it, I think honestly, it's more. It's like that random game. Mm -hmm. You know, you're flipping through channels. You see uh, the Diamondbacks versus the Brewers. I'm not watching that. You know, you might find you know maybe like. But if it were the Suns versus the Bucks, would you watch it? Honestly, probably. If it's the Cardinals versus the Packers, would you watch it? Probably. So it's not the cities; it's the it, sport. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah. So that's a baseball problem. I get well. I I I don't know because for me, like like that's how I feel. Like I don't know if other people would do that. If you're a baseball fan, or you know, you call yourself a baseball fan, your team's not doing well. You see the most random of random baseball games on. You stopping to watch. Like to me, it's like okay, I see, I I see Diamondbacks and Brewers mm-hmm. on television. I'm instantly. It's like okay, let me put that in the back of my mind that that's on. But let me go see if there's anything else on. Oh, look at this! It's WNBA. Let me. <laughs> Oh, look at this. It's a replay of Saturday's Big Three. I you know? almost said something harsh uh, because I literally never know when the WNBA games ne- ne- are ne- on ne- TV. Ne- they, they need to do something about yeah. that. If they want to succeed with that league and not to yeah. get sidetracked, mm-hmm. but if the WNBA needs to, wants to do something with that league, the first thing they need to do is a better job of promoting their product, mm-hmm. product marketing their product. Because yeah. you literally have no clue when games are coming on unless you're flipping through the guide like, oh, there's a game on? Mm-hmm. Where'd that happen? And I feel, Where'd that happen? And, and, and honestly, I feel like something the WNBA could take from from baseball is more marketing of personalities. Because I feel like there are personalities in women's basketball that might generate some sort of interest. Oh, I agree. And... You know, there there are people that when you know when when they're brought to your attention, you might say, "Hey, let me check." You know, let me check this out. Like for me, like the two big names in WNBA that I always liked, and I understand we're getting a little sidetracked. We, you know, we'll we'll, we'll it's summer. We, yeah, we got all summer to yeah. get sidetracked. All right. My wife is a big uh, women's basketball fan. Primarily college, okay. You know, because she's from New Haven, Connecticut. She grew up a, UConn. Yeah, she grew up a UConn fan. It's it's all day UConn. So me being the antagonist that I am, mm-hmm. I pretty much cheer on anyone who has any chance of beating UConn <laughs> just to get under her skin. 
So for that me, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That's it's, that's just who I am. Par for the course. Yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk like that. So it was Elena Deladon and Brittany Griner. Okay. You know, I you know to me, if if they're on TV, if I see them, ever since Brittany Griner's got a lot of game. Yeah, she does. She's got a lot of game, and she spurned UConn. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's like okay, two edged sword. Yeah. Oh, just like. Oh, I'm gonna follow her. Oh, wait, wait, oh, oh, what is she doing? Where is she playing? Oh, okay. Now she didn't have a lot of success against UConn in college because she went ended up going to Delaware. Delaware, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the same yeah, level that, program. Yeah, but Griner, she she didn't got at she got at UConn a couple of times. So it's like okay, I like her. But those are you know those were personalities, and it's not all hate for UConn because they had. Because you kind of put out some personalities that you can like. Maya Moore, even though she's taking a break from basketball. Uh, uh, Sue Bird. Uh, Diana Taurasi. You know, that names like that. And it's like, for me, and, that, and, and that's how I'll pivot it back to baseball. Those are, you know, that's what will get me sometimes when there's that random game. Like, okay, I'm, I'm really not trying to see that. But I see Mike Trout on TV. You know, I I I, I see uh, you know Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. I see Manny Machado. That's what kind of get you know that that'll bring me in. But those guys are on, and we're really not watching that often anyway. And I mean, hmm. my question is, cause, and see, kind of going towards what you're saying, I was actually thinking that baseball. Needs to the same way you said the WNBA needs to take a page from MLB. Mm-hmm. I think MLB needs to take a page from the NBA and go hard line marketing players, mm-hmm. especially with the way players move in mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. Players are on the move all the time in baseball these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you have a three hundred million. You a Rod had a three hundred million dollar contract and got moved. Mm-hmm. It can happen, you know. Yeah. There's no these salary teams, cap. Yeah, Any bat, deep pockets. Will, anybody's will, yeah. for sale. If, if your team's not winning, oh, we can't. Let, nope, I'm not paying you. Let's go. Yeah. You're yeah, for sale you know, too. These smaller market teams might go out and you know back the truck up mm-hmm. for this big you know this big name player, but they have that much time to make an instant impact. Once right. they're you know once it, once you see you can't win immediately with that person, gone. They're going, and you're looking at uh, New York or Boston or Philly or L.A. And th- to scoop up the rest of that and contract because exactly, they can afford it. And that's exactly it. why I say baseball may want to do a better job of marketing players. Otherwise, if it's not the Yankees or the Red Sox, mm-hmm. people aren't going to be interested. Mm-hmm. But if you start marketing these stars, like LeBron played the Cle- played in, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and all of a sudden people – the Cavaliers have primetime games and people are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, Giannis plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, but people are watching. Mm-hmm. Westbrook plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. People watch. People watch mm-hmm. Because the NBA markets these stars. Mm-hmm. And when these stars change teams, there was no such thing as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Mm-hmm. Over the last 10 years, there have been very few real Miami Heat fans. Mm-hmm. They were LeBron fans. Yeah. And these fans watch will watch LeBron no matter what team he's playing with mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what city he's, he's playing against. Mm-hmm. And that in itself keeps 
a lot of the league viable because if this team went from big market to small market, small market to big market, mm -hmm. all of that creates storylines, which create intrigue, mm -hmm. creates in interest in the league. Baseball is, and it's like I'm. A, it's about the team first, so mm -hmm. I, I like the Phillies. Uh, you're going to market the Phillies to me, my home team, but when my home team isn't doing good, what am I excited about? Mm -hmm. You know? I'm not so excited to see Mike Trout hit 50 home runs if it means my team stinks. You know? But you watch, well, I, I was going to say you'd watch uh, Russell Westbrook score 50 points. I would. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd definitely watch Russell Westbrook score 50 points. You were points. watching Russell Westbrook score 50 points when the Sixers were deep in tank mode. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I'd still be sitting here telling you the same things about it. Like, yeah, hey, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with him. Yeah, but no, I'm watching. Yeah, you're watching. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So the, these are the things that makes me have to stop and ask, really. Like, how much. Especially with the type of salaries that baseball is playing people, paying people, like how how can this really be a sustainable product? Is it a sustainable product? Does baseball have to make changes to generate more interest? Well, I think there right now baseball is throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, trying to see what sticks. You know, trying to make those, trying to make those attempts to shorten the game, because I think that's first and foremost. You're sitting there because you want to bring in more fans, and you're trying to bring in more fans. And the first thing fans are going to say is, a "Baseball game is like three hours," and it's not like football where it's almost nonstop action for three hours. There are lulls. There, you know, there, there. Are, intricacies of the game that draw the game out to make it three hours and that's boring you know you sit there and you see you know all the mound visits all the pitching changes things like that in a game that frustrates people so I'm not quite sure if there is a sweeping change that needs to be made but I think honest but I think they're they're making the small changes trying to speed up the game you know you know pitch count you know mound visit uh you know a mound visit uh total things like that but i also think you know there there are other things like I'm, I'm, they still they still but do uh, tweaks like that like speeding up the game mm -hmm. though add a do they do enough to add excitement to the game where you'd be interested in watching beyond just your home team? That's the question, though. No, but but I also think it's also, you know, it's the players, you know, marketing the players, but then it's, all, it's also, you know, who the players are. Unfortunately, and it, I, I keep taking these deep breaths because it's like it's, Something that I'm I'm trying. No, nah, go ahead and I'm, say it. I know you're I know you're talking around it right now. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and say it. Baseball's lost the hood, man. Mm -hmm. You know, baseball, oh, that's where I was coming. That's yeah. why I wanted you to go ahead and say baseball it. Baseball has lost the hood. Baseball's lost black folks, and it's it's sad because I've heard a whole bunch of different explanations and and descriptions of why this is a problem, but. 
you know. I I have I have a thought on that topic mm-hmm. myself. I and I think it starts at the youth level. Mm-hmm. You know, sports you tend to love are sports usually for kids that you play. You love playing. Mm-hmm. You know, basketball that's accessible. Mm-hmm. Football it requires a little more, but it's football. It's still kick. People will find ways to play football. Mm-hmm. Soccer, even all you need is a ball. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you need eighteen right. people first mm-hmm. of all, yep. and then equipment, bats, balls, a field, mm-hmm. and stuff is expensive. Open, not just that. You need open space. Mm-hmm. Where do you find open space in the cities these days? You don't a field mm-hmm. big enough to play baseball, baseball on mm-hmm. that's not under construction for some new high rise or some new mm-hmm. development or something mm-hmm. else like that. So. Unless a kid has parents who are willing to invest however much money travel baseball costs these days, mm-hmm. and that's not cheap. No, not not at that's, all. That's not cheap. Not, not not at all. Not at all. Trust me, my and it's something somebody told me a long time ago. It's more social than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he said part of the problem is. Baseball is a sport you play with your dad. And unfortunately, there's not enough dads playing baseball with their son. I always played baseball with my son. That's why my that's why my son has played baseball for as long as he is. He's now in his 11th season playing baseball. My son has played baseball every year for 11 seasons and has never never had a black teammate for in eleven seasons. In eleven seasons of playing baseball, my son has never had a black teammate. <laughs> there, there have been black people in the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and trust me, we all know you. It, this is the suburbs, so you know how it gets down in the suburbs. All the black people know each other. We got one thing in common: we got to stick together. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you see black people, you give them the nod, you know. So there there have been black. It's not like he's the only one in the organization. He has never had a black teammate. Now, my youngest daughter has had a black teammate. She's okay. had one. She's had one. She's had one. They were friends. It was all good. We were all celebrating together. Because in 11 years. In 11 years, he has never had a black teammate. But it's also part of the problem was. You know, we moved to this area, and there are about four or five different mm-hmm. baseball organizations in this area, completely separate organ, not tied to one another. But that, but that's the thing. We're, you're out in the suburbs, yeah. and you have all these all, organizations yeah, yeah, yeah. for baseball, mm-hmm. and not one black teammate. Not one black teammate. But you go into the inner city, like you go. Mm-hmm. And you probably won't even find a baseball organization. No, because you don't have fields no. to play in. You don't mm-hmm. have all a lot yeah. of the resources. My, my son, who my son who plays baseball, has an older brother. Mm-hmm. We moved to this area from Baltimore. 
my oldest son expressed an interest in bo- in baseball, but unfortunately, we could not find an organization in our area for him to play baseball. And the closest organization was on the other side of the county line because we lived right on the edge of Baltimore City and Baltimore, Baltimore county. county. Okay. So the closest organization, although it might have been ten minutes from our house, he could not play for them because he was out of the because county. he was out of the because he was out of the county. Mm-hmm. He didn't live in the county. Hmm. Now, some organizations now, like I'm learning, you know, as we have grown, we've been in the same baseball organization since he came here. So I'm starting to learn a little bit more, you know, the ins and outs. outs. Yes. And there are some organizations where you can move outside. You can cross the county line. You can cross, you know, those lines. If there is not an organization in, in your, your area. area, if you can prove like, hey, there is no baseball around me, my kid just wants to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, he can play. They'll give you exemption. They'll, they'll give you an exemption. Or if your kid spent uh, X amount of years within an organization, hey, you move, but my kid doesn't want to switch organizations. This this is where all his friends are. Mm-hmm. You can stay. Okay, you know there there, there are things like that. But none, but nonetheless, it's just like baseball. Like you said, baseball isn't accessible. You know, there's just not. You know, there's not enough. And unfortunately, kids just aren't seeing themselves in pro baseball. You know, they're they're, they're just they're not enough black superstars. And that's my that's my next question. I know we don't have a whole lot of time left in this segment, but we're gonna let it run for a little bit. Baseball, when. You and I don't want to say this as if I'm saying every great athlete is black. That's not what I'm saying. No, at all. understood. I know. But when you exclude a significant portion of the people, whether mm-hmm. but deliberately or by circumstance, by happenstance, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know that you're necessarily seeing the best athletes being funneled to or necessarily even interested in playing baseball Mm -hmm. despite the significance of the guaranteed money should you be able to make it to the major league level. Mm -hmm. Now, I must throw in should you be able to make it to the major league level Mm -hmm. because it's possible in baseball that you could be the number one overall pick and never Never play in the majors. Which means you never make number one pick money, quote but unquote. Still, it, but still, there's money to be made because it's like, unlike football and basketball primarily, mm-hmm. although basketball is starting to develop a you know a minor league system. Baseball does have a minor league system, mm-hmm. and there and in that you know you could very well go to that minor league system and make money. You're right, not gonna make. You're not gonna make pro money. But here's my question: mm-hmm. Say I'm LeBron. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go at 19, be in the minor leagues for four, three, four years, making thirty, forty thousand a year, riding buses from town to town, cramped up in Motel Six and things like that, or do I want to go to the NBA and make seven million a year for the next four years, and mm-hmm. then I'm assigned for the max? Well, I mean, I think I, if the, if that is your choice, if you're LeBron and your but choice, that's, but that's what I mean, like the great yeah, athletes. Yeah, well, of course, baseball used to get great athletes. Mm-hmm. I think if you're, and, a, I, yeah. and I think that is one of the things where, especially in American markets, mm-hmm. for better for worse, we have a thing where we like to feel like 
we're watching the best athletes, mm -hmm. the best of sport, the highest level of competition. Mm -hmm. And when we watch football, these are the best athletes in the world. The best that mm -hmm. we watch basketball, these are the best athletes in the world. You watch baseball, you don't necessarily get that sense either anymore. That the you might be, they might be the best baseball players in the world, but We're you don't get the, the sense athlete. that mm. the best athletes in the world. I think at some level that may be having an effect on it as well. Mm. Like watching minor league basketball, it's still basketball. They're still pros. Mm. Believe but you know they're, they're actually the best. pretty yeah. but pretty good players, high level athletes. Mm -hmm. But you know they're not the best. You know, you know they're not the best. And I think it's honestly, and it's it's different from I guess. And that's the thing about baseball that makes it different because it's like you look at college basketball and you look at college football. It's like no, you know that they're not the best, but you know that they're on a. You know, you're looking at players who could be on the track to being amongst the best. Exactly. It's, it's the next generation of yeah, the best. It's the next generation They're of the best. They're not at the peak of their craft yet, mm -hmm. but you're sitting there looking for the future stars. Yeah. Where if you like, watch, you, you know, like, do you even watch college baseball? coming, they're still in there. Do you even watch college baseball? You. I mean, it's just, yes, I mean. I don't want to, it's not a complete no, mm -hmm. but it's not something I intentionally seek out to watch. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. And there's a good chance that you watch a college baseball game and just about every, you know, you can watch a college baseball game and there's a good chance that all of the players in the game that you're watching, you'll never hear of again unless you're watching another one of that. Like you watch a, a, a Texas Longhorns game. Unless you plan on watching another Texas Longhorn game, <laughs> you're never going to hear for, you know, you're never going to hear about any of these players ever mm -hmm. again. Whereas, you know, you watch a Texas Longhorn football game, you know there's a couple of guys you might see at the next level someday. If you I watch, watch an Alabama football game, you know it's probably yeah. 10 guys I'm going to see at the next level next year. Yeah. And 40 or 50 over the next four years mm -hmm. I'll see at the next exactly. level. So they're going to be named, you know, you watch a, exactly. you watch an Alabama football game. Mm -hmm. and, and even to a lesser extent, an Alabama basketball game. Or, or I watch know, a Duke basketball yeah. game or yeah. North Carolina basketball game, yeah. Kentucky game. Yeah. I'm though I'm watching the next generation of pros. You watch a you watch a Duke baseball game or a North Carolina baseball like, game. Nobody's going to tell no one is going to tell you that Zion Williamson's not among the best athletes. Mm -hmm. He's just not at the best level yet. He's at the the step before he gets there. Yeah. But you look at him like, yeah, he's one of the best. He's on his way. Mm -hmm. You don't look at baseball players and say, yeah, he's one of the best athletes out there. Mm -hmm. Who's the last baseball player you said was a freak athlete? Prop, probably Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. You think Bryce Harper's a freak athlete? Mm -hmm. I, I, I thought. I thought he was a him. The the stories that you heard about him in high school, mm -hmm. you know, and and then you know just just what. I, I thought he could, you know, I, I did. I, I thought as athletes in baseball go, yeah, probably. And, and Bryce Harper, I think, is a good athlete. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've seen, honestly, a great, like, freak athlete. Like, he might be best athlete, top two, three athletes in the world type guy in okay. baseball. So since, who, would, who would you since say? Since Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Mm, okay. Since one of those guys. 
It's Bo been Jackson, Deontay, uh, even uh, to a lesser extent. Remember Brian Jordan? Mm-hmm. You know, because he he was a like, you know, Dion and Dion and Bo got all the headlines because they played both sports at a high level. But you know, Bo was all. But were, those were two of the greatest athletes yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah, Brian. But Brian Jordan did it a lot. Of, you know, he played two sports for mm-hmm. a long time as well. But what, yeah. would you put him in Bo Jackson, Deion no, Sanders? No, no, That's no, what I mean. no. He just did it. He did yeah, do yeah. it. He was he, good at. Yeah, it. He yeah. Was he, good. he did it. He was good, but he wasn't. You know. But I, I'm saying what I'm saying is you could put him at a level. You know, at the level he's at. Is still pretty good when compared to people below him. I mean, he's yeah, just not one of the greatest of the great. But and that's that was my Bo point. And Dion. Like, every year in basketball, I get a Zion Williamson, a Russell Westbrook, a LeBron. A, every year in football, I get a Saquon Barkley, a Zeke Elliott, a Odell, or baseball. I might get. We're sitting here debating to see if there's even been one in the last twenty twenty five years. Have we even had one? That's the debate. Football, basketball, you're looking at it like, who's the next one every year? Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I mean when I'm like, it, you're missing out on the great athletes. I think that help, that hurts with the appeal of your product and just from the standpoint that people want to see the best of the best compete. And if I want to watch the best athletes compete, I'm not watching baseball anymore. Mm. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and get to our first break. We ran a little long in the segment one. Just talking and talking. That's it. That's all it is. Just talking and talking. We can do that. Though. Yeah. That's yeah, why it's our show. We're supposed to talk. Yeah, we don't. Look, Who's going, what are you going to do? Stop us? They've been trying to stop us for a, for a little bit now. It's been almost a Hasn't year. Hasn't worked yet. Hasn't worked yet. We still going. We still going. Still talking. Still talking. I, I'm not stopping yet. Except Why? for this break. Okay. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's take this break. All right. Right back after this. You feel this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. James Lewis. There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy Polo. Then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have like Geek Squad. The, co- like the, Geek the Cox Squad. Cable me. people. Right. So there are 38 people walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Can we say F No, we can't. Buy? We can't say that. We, okay. we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, we shouldn't say that. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, JB, we're back. Chilling, man. man. Summer, it's summertime. 
And you know, we we out here chilling, got a good drink, you know. Oh, mess. A, a nice cold drink, just relax. You, you gotta have something refreshing on a day like this. Ninety yeah. degrees, sunny. Now, now I know. Now I understand, and this could probably be a stupid question because I know you an island boy. Mm-hmm. I know you from Barbados. Mm-hmm. You know, you, do you you prefer the, the the heat over the cold, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll take being hot any day of the week exactly. over being cold. Do you do, do you like I, being outside in the heat? Yeah, okay. I was outside all day today. It was hot, but mm-hmm. I was outside yeah, all day. Same here, same here. I, I I am the same way, and honestly, I feel like the heat is the ultimate kid repellent. <laughs> I have in my possession. I have in my possession <laughs> a transistor radio. I will sit outside. I will sit outside. I, you know, I used to have. I had to get rid of it because you know, these things don't don't last long. I had a little flip, a uh, little flip pool, mm-hmm. a little filling flip pool. I would go outside. I would fill that up with some water. Get my little chair, my little beach chair. You know, chill. Put my feet in the little flip pool with my chair, my transistor radio, and listen <laughs> to the Phillies. You know, I might bring out a little cooler, have a couple beers, a couple brewskis up in that joint. Or even if I wasn't trying, you know, if, if I wasn't trying to do all that, you know, wasn't trying to go hard with the, with the brewskis, you know what I mean? I, just give me, just relax. Yeah, give me a nice big tall glass of sweet tea. Chill out there and listen to an entire baseball game. Kids will never come. They see, they see, that, they see that radio come out. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, dude. That was nine ninety nine well spent. That's probably one of the <laughs> best investments I ever made. I will sit you know out you there. You got a mini vacation. Yeah, you know, kids ain't going. You know, man, I might even smoke a cigar or two. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is about it's funny. You know, I, I understand smoking cigars is probably a bad habit, and probably one of the reasons why I like doing it is because my kids know it's a bad habit. <laughs> I mean, I've been known to dabble with a Cuban from yeah, time to time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I, I, look, right here. Uh, man <laughs> comes fully with exactly. Fully with I got. I, I just pulled. I just pulled out my uh, my humidor right here. Now there was a brief period. Mm-hmm. There was a brief period. I thought I was gonna have to. You know, I, I had to stop. Because you know, I used to sit out there. You know, this back when we lived in Baltimore. You know, we didn't have a. We didn't really have a porch or anything. I just had a stoop. You know, it's like when you living around the way. Uh-huh. Had a stoop. I would sit out on my stoop and smoke a cigar. My son, who was probably about five years old, you know, he w- he came outside one day and he goes, "Daddy, Daddy, can I?" He's like, "What are you doing?" Like, son, I'm just out here chilling. I'm out here chilling, just smoking. It's like, Daddy, can I chill with you? I want to smoke with you, Dad. Can I smoke with you? <laughs> That's not something you want to hear your son say. I now, should I, not be laughing at this story. Yeah, yeah this is. This, I should not. Yeah, no, 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 no. Matt, Matt, everything that you feel right now about what I just said, exactly how that sounds. That's how it sounded to me, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I might have to stop this. <laughs> you know, this this might have to be. You know, I, I might not be able to do this anymore because my son just asked, could he smoke with me? Yeah, like that make you reconsider. It, it did. It made me reconsider. Like you know what, I got can't do this anymore. Now, I don't. 
me for me for cigars, I only smoke cigars in the summertime mm-hmm. because you know the women in my house have always insisted that I don't smoke, smoke them in, in, the, the in, in the house. So I would so I would always you know once. Now, now I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. I I, cause I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Nothing like. Wintertime mm-hmm. in a cigar bar, cigar oh, yeah. lounge, yeah, with a nice glass of some brown cognac. Oh, some, yeah, you you speaking the language right now. Uh, that, that does well in the wintertime, yeah. especially if you now, get into now, a lounge that has a fireplace or now, something. Mm-hmm. Now, now look, I, I am I I try to steer away from conversations where people talk about like what they lose when they get married. <laughs> You know, like when, like people would talk about ma- like to me, that's a cliche conversation, and I think it's oh, overrated. See, see, I'm a caveman. So yeah, that, that conversation might go a whole different way with me. No, I understand. I'm I understand. A proud caveman. I understand. But I just, you know, like, club you over the hair, yeah, head, yeah. drag you by no, your hair, no. everything. I, I, I completely understand, and it's like those conversations are cool for the people who who indulge in them. Like for me, that's just not me. I like being married. I'm cool with being married. I'm good with being married. I'll take married life over single life eight days a week. However, I will admit, you know, it was cool when I was single and I could come home, sit in my apartment. You know what I mean? I come home, hard, long, hard day at work, pour me a nice cold, you know what I mean? Pour me something in a glass, you know, light up. I used to have a real nice uh, uh, ashtray. Mm-hmm. Real nice ashtray that I got. Uh, uh, Romeo and Julietta mm-hmm. had okay. made me yeah. a, a, a real dope ashtray that I got. I got free from like an order. It was like a Christmas gift. Like if you order this box of cigars from them, they gave you this uh, this ashtray that was real nice. It was actually it, it almost for me because I'm you know once again at the time I'm single. So it was almost like a conversation piece. So I had it on my coffee table. So as people would see him, like, oh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't even smoke, but that's a dope ashtray right there. So I would have that on my ashtray, come home from work, nice, you know, light a nice cigar, sit on the couch and just chill. That would, you know, now once I got married, that had to go. Now I'm, 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 I'm trying to be careful because my wife just walked through the studio <laughs> trying to make sure. Oh, she's right behind. Oh, no, she's right behind me. So we might, <laughs> we might have to, we might have to go to break real quick. Oh no, it's too late now. Oh yeah, I'll be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next next week's show live and direct from the doghouse. <laughs> but not, but not, but nonetheless, you know, when I was single, I, I could smoke more. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it's all year round. Yeah. But now, once I got married, I've been married now for thirteen years. So it's been thirteen years since I've smoked a You're cigar. Not gonna do in it the, in the house. Yeah, can't do it in the house. Fair enough. So I say all this to say by that next summer, my son was fully like smoking is disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I was all right. I was right back on board with smoking. <laughs> so as soon as, you know, when he said, Daddy, can I smoke with you? I'm like, oh, man, I might have to stop. You know, I, I can't do this. So, you know, it's like my son is watching me. Mm-hmm. This is a bad habit. I got to chill. I'm, you know, my, my, my kids is watching me. I got I got to do the right. I got to do the good daddy thing. Well, that's what comes first. Yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got to be daddy. Got to be, you know, got to be a good role model. But the next year, when he was like, and I went out there on the stoop, look, lit me a cigar. And he's like, "Hell, daddy, why are you doing it? That's disgusting." I'm like, yes, that's what you. Yeah, to yeah, do. yes, that's what you. Yes, let's stick with that. Yes, daddy is disgusting. You don't want to be like daddy. Yes. Now go in the house and let me finish this cigar. 
That's how it's going to be. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I get that's what you need to do to get your little mini vacation yeah, in the yes, summertime. But, but I say all this to say now, like, like my, 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 my daughters, they, you know, they never thought smoking cigars was cool. They always thought it was disgusting. They see me and they, they just like, like they see that they don't even want to look at me. Like, Daddy, that's not cool. Why are you doing this? Whatever, you know, and like you're, you're right. Terrible, bad. Now leave. Da- daddy should just be alone. And they leave Daddy alone. Now the problem is, the problem with that is, they see Daddy out there with his little fill and flip pool outside drinking and smoking, <laughs> listening to a game, listening to listening to baseball. Mm-hmm. My kids don't even, you know, my daughters don't even want to watch baseball. So they hear me Definitely out there. Yeah. To it on so the I'm radio. doing everything that they they hate. <laughs> the problem is, if Daddy tells them to leave him alone, if they know that Daddy can't be bothered, they don't want to be around Daddy. Where do they go? I'm guessing the mommy. Yes. Uh, that's not so, good for so here's daddy the, either. No, that's not good for daddy either. Now, the problem is mommy just need to learn how to smoke. <laughs> if mommy smoked too, then she'd be all right. <laughs> We'd both be out there. Have your own vacation. Have your own vacation. Come out here. You light yourself <laughs> up a cigar, put your feet in the fill and flip pool, and we good. Mm. That's... <clears throat> You're going to have to work on putting that plan together. Uh, that's, it's not going to work. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to work. Not going to happen? No. No. Not uh, at all. Oh, well. No. Oh, man. Anyway, though, we we, <sighs> we just took a little vacation from what we were supposed to be talking about. Okay. Well, real, real quick. Uh-huh. Because. Where, where, where did you want to go with this? Because where we were last week. Kawhi didn't have a team when we did the show. He didn't have a team like, when we talked yeah, last he was week. Yeah, he was still deciding, you know. It was like. So, hey, you know. It was uh, it was L.A., New York. Well, here's the thing. The thing we we said it? L.A. last week. Mm-hmm. The talk was the Lakers. It was, it was the Lakers, and, and, and then the, you would hear. I, I, do you really think, honestly, now that we know, now that Kawhi is a Clipper, mm-hmm. do you really think New York was ever a player in this? Which New York team? Uh, the Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, the no. Knicks. Well, actually, that's not true. I think had the Knicks been I think had the Knicks been willing to max out Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. they were a player. Mm-hmm. Cuz the reports are that Kawhi was having conversations with multiple players and at the top of his list was Kevin Durant mm-hmm. who opted to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie instead. Mm-hmm. The Knicks I don't I don't understand Dolan. I really don't understand Dolan. But he doesn't want to talk to to Kevin Durant because he's not sure about – and I get it. It's an Achilles, but it's Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. If he comes back at 85% of what he was before, he's still a top 10 player in the league. Mm-hmm. If he comes back at 90%, he's still a top five player in the league. If he comes back at 95%, he's one of the two best players in the league. Mm. And you don't want to give this guy even the meeting because you think he might miss the next year. It, this this is the reason your team's been bad since Patrick Ewing. Mm. There's a there's a reason the Knicks like no one wants to go play for the Knicks, no. and, and oh. Dolan is the reason why. And th- and then he cancels the meeting with Kawhi Leonard. He canceled the meeting with Kawhi Leonard. Do you know why he canceled that meeting? Why? 
he canceled the meeting with Kawhi Leonard because he didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to sign other high-end free agents. He signed Julius Randle on day one. So you're going to cancel a meeting with Kawhi because you don't want to miss out on Juli- paying Julius Randle $21 million a year. Please tell me what does that make. Uh, it, no, it, 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 you can help me here because it doesn't make sense to me. I, I feel like if there was ever, if there was ever a blatant, obvious case of a man who doesn't get it, it's James Dolan. He doesn't get it. I think with. If you want to move, let, let's 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 say the pivot. Let, for conversation's sake, mm-hmm. let's say the pivot in basketball business acumen changed with the decision. Okay, you know, just, just for, for for conversation's sake, indulge me on this one. All right, because what? As much as people want to pan the move, the TV show, all that. Let, let's let's push all that aside. You're Let's strictly talking about, about what the standard LeBron set in taking yes. two and one plus one contracts yes. and yes. saying, I have power over my career. Yes. I can go where I want. Yes. And if you don't put the right pieces around me, I'm, I'm going to leave. Yes. I'm not going to sign. I'm this not going to sign five big, year yeah. deals where I'm stuck here. Or you can put nothing around me. Yeah. And I'm just stuck. Yeah. You know, you see players being more conscious of their legacies, their reputations, their reputations, mm-hmm. and their their win loss record. Like, hey, you all know, all that turns into their marketability yes. and yes, their bank accounts. Yes. Yes, this is not just, hey, you know what, the days of, hey, you know what, let me just throw this guy a boatload of money and then he'll just shut up and play. Those (laughs) days are over. Those days are over. So you're sitting here saying, hey, you know what, he's sitting up there like, oh, you know, I I, I don't know about this guy, whatever. Well, guess what? That guy just went to your crosstown rival. Mm -hmm. You went to your crosstown rival who now has a better team, a better arena, Look, those days of hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Better arena, yes. Better team? Than the Knicks? The Nets have a better team? Than the Knicks? I mean, I okay, they got DeAndre Jordan. That's a that's he's a nice piece. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's the starting point. Mm-hmm. How's that work? You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Well, well I'll put They you, were better be, with D'Angelo Russell. Yes. Yes. They took a step yeah. back, especially in the short term, bringing in Kyrie Irving. Yes, yes still, but here you have a. I think the new the, the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. could be a playoff. Things bounce right; they could at least be a playoff team. New York Knicks will not sniff the playoffs. Okay, how many times in Kyrie Irving's past have you seen him be the man on a team? Look, man, I'm, this is not. This is. I'm asking. No, I look not enough. I mean, this, you, you've this, seen it the first yeah. four years of his career. Yeah. Yep. And those were all lottery teams. Mm-hmm. Number one pick, number yeah. two pick, number one pick. So you think this? So you? They think, were bad. He so didn't you, make those teams any so better. So what you're saying is you think Brooklyn's is going to be a I this think, year? I think it's Bro- very Brooklyn possible they could be a lottery team. Okay. I think that's very. I think, possible. I think they. I think they. W- they could be. If they are, it would not surprise me. But I think they will be in the hunt towards the end. 
mm-hmm. if they end up being a lottery team. I think I, I think, think Boston's still a playoff team. I think Indiana's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Milwaukee's a playoff yes. team. Philly's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Charlotte will be fighting for a playoff mm-hmm. team, for a playoff spot. Miami will be in the mix for a playoff mm-hmm. spot. That's six right there. Yes. I I believe Brooklyn will be there in the end. Whether they're in the playoffs or not, they'll be in the con- – They're in the mix, but we're, looking, the we're mix. talking seventh, eighth spot. Yes. But we're talking – I said a better team. I'm talking about a team that's going to be in the mix and a team that will be nowhere close. New York mm-hmm. Knicks will be fighting for the number one spot again next year. Yeah, it's true. They will. So, like, I'm not saying like. All right. uh, yeah, you didn't say that. I'll give you that. You're not saying the Nets are a great team. They're just I'm better, better than the Knicks. Knicks. Yes. All better, right. better team, better arena. If you're James, but ladies the, and gentlemen, first time in show history. No, it's not. John just won an argument. Oh, he just okay. won an argument. I have to admit it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever, guy. Whatever, guy. All of, but but none nonetheless. All I'm saying is, if you're. If you're James Dolan, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're the problem. And everyone knows you're the problem. It's like this this is obvious. It, There's no you know, in the pa- in the past you're you might banning have, guys like Oakley from the stadium. Yes. How's that help your team? Doesn't. You're you're refusing to take meetings with top free agents. They're not ter- at this point, if you're Dolan, I'm thinking I'm taking I'm taking meetings with any top free agent who's willing to talk to me. Yes. I'm talking to Russell Westbrook if I have to. Yes. If I'm James Dolan. What am I going to do? Like, how do you think it's a good idea to turn away opportunities to sign top talent? Like, how does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. If they're willing to talk to you and you're James Dolan, Kawhi Leonard just proved that he was capable of mm-hmm. carrying a team to a championship, winning mm-hmm. his second finals MVP. Mm-hmm. This time coming back off to basically his first full season in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he's still that good. And you don't want to talk to him because you, you're worried you might miss out on Julius Randle? Here's the thing. We, we talk about James Dolan and his old archaic thinking. His old archaic thinking as far as basketball goes because he still thinks that he's a guy who can throw a boatload. If you throw a boatload of money at a player, they're just going to come and play and that'll be the end of it. Now, I think you couple that with the NBA and holding on to this, this notion that in order to succeed, you need L.A. and New York the two top markets, to be good. Now, here's what's happening. New York and L.A. might be making, are are poised for a comeback. But we're not talking the the Lakers and the Knicks. We're talking the Clippers and the Nets. I think You still get the media market. Yeah, you still, yeah. But, like, I feel like nothing would, nothing would, make the NBA as a company, as a corporation, happier than the Knicks being good. I think the NBA wants the Knicks to succeed. They want the Knicks to be good. They the, want the Lakers the to... The Knicks are a huge market team yes. that has a well-established fan base already. Yes. That's instant cash if the Knicks should happen to be good. Mm-hmm. TV money, ticket sales, jersey sales, also. Let's... If the Knicks haven't had a superstar in years, if they were to get a really good player, okay, they've had a 
superstar. Mm. But like an actual player who could yeah. championship level yeah. guy who could it's carry like, you it, to it, the it, finals. It, it, yes, yes. As you know, on paper or whatever, however you want to classify, Carmelo Anthony mm-hmm. classifies as a superstar. But Carmelo Anthony was never the brand that LeBron was. Yeah. And he exactly. and, and 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 to go even farther, Carmelo Anthony was never the brand that Dwayne Wade was. You know, it's like if LeBron is, you know, LeBron is a brand. He's 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 a star, you know, he's a star on the court, he's a star off the court, all, you know, everything with, that goes with that. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne Wade is not on LeBron's level, but Le- Dwayne Wade is a, is a pretty recognizable face and a pretty popular personality in itself and Carmelo Anthony isn't even that he's not he's not even that at least Chris Bosh got like in uh what was it the commercial little the the, the, uh, like Viagra commercials or whatever Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't even Viagra it was like the Viagra alternative but at least Chris Bosh got into a commercial or two Mm -hmm. commercials you see Carmelo in ever he had some sneaker commercials fairly early on when people still thought he could win. Exactly. Exactly. He had some sneaker commercials early on. Carmelo been in the league, what, 13, 14 years? Something like that. 2004 yeah. draft, Two, I believe yeah. it was. Okay. It's 2019. We're talking 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's like New York, they want the next, you know, they want, Madison Square Garden. They want Spike Lee. They want all you know, all the celebrities. Chris Rock. You know, they want them on. They want to be in Manhattan at Madison Square Garden with the Knicks being good at the top of the league, and James Dolan finds a way to mess it up every time. Every time. Every time. I think honestly, Uh, uh, Adam Silver must want to punch James Dolan in the face. I bet he wants. I bet. I bet Adam Silver wants to fight James Dolan worse than uh, Charles Oakley does. I bet Adam Silver was sitting there in his little office rooting for Charles Oakley. Like he wanted Charles Oakley to beat the hell out of uh, out of James Dolan. Oh man, I'm probably not the only one who wanted that. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, we got a lot more ball to talk about. Definitely, we're going to take definitely. a quick break, and then we're going to get right back into it on the other side. Mike Jones, John Brown, ODD. We'll be right back. You feel this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Man, do I love car night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. 
The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for sticking around for more ODD offense discourse. Offense, defense discourse. Oh, are you okay? Yo, what is it? See, look, I see. You got, the, you got the Everfresh with you today. I got, I'm drinking mango juice. Is that it? That's it. That, that, that's all that's, that's in there. That's all that's no, in there. No, Just no, mango juice. No additive? No, nothing. I popped the bottle. You heard the pop. Yeah. And I've been drinking it as it is. Uh, okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. One serve you went back to the kitchen, you know. But you know, put a little additive in there. Nah, nothing this, not this time. But you know, we're back and shout out to all our friends out there on Twitter, jumping in, joining the conversation. While we were talking baseball early, Mm -hmm. I just put it out there on Twitter. Just say uh, the question that I asked. I said, "Who was the last pro baseball player you considered a freakish athlete?" Mm -hmm. That's the question. A lot of people talking about Bo. That a was a name people, we yeah, mentioned that, earlier. People talking prime time. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there was uh, a mention of Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Which but, is also taking it back a few years. That, but that, but I think that kind of proves the point of what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when you're talking freakish athlete baseball players, we're talking 80s and 90s early 90s you're going back mm-hmm. decades you're going back yes you, we're, we're now seeing those great athletes yes. being funneled into baseball we are going we are going back 20 to 30 years now mm-hmm. and that kind of like we ask people about great athletes freak athletes in baseball they go back 25 plus years that kind of feeds feeds my point that the great athletes aren't going towards ba- baseball anymore you know but when they get when the game was really probably at its prime, at its zenith, you were still getting great athletes in the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the solution is, but baseball's got to do something to – I think that De- is the Deion biggest Sanders rookie, thing. Deion Sanders' rookie year. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders' rookie baseball year, his first year in the majors, 1989. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. We're talking about, you know, freakish athlete, you know, freakish athletes, Deion Sanders. He started playing baseball 30 years ago. His last uh his last baseball season, 2001. Age 33, played for the played played uh Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. In 2001. He's been out of baseball now for 18 years, started his career 30 years ago. That's what we're talking about. There hasn't been a freakish athlete since then. Maybe Mike Trout. I've heard, you know, the closest name I've heard thrown yeah, out Mike there is Trout's Mike Trout. Mike closest thing in consideration you get. And there's a debate. And that, that's Yeah, it's a debate. He's there, a good athlete. Mm-hmm. But uh, whether or not we're willing to go all the way to freakish athlete, I'm not sure if we're going there for Mike Trout. But he's probably the closest thing we've got to. to yes. And, and he may be one of the greatest baseball players of all time, mm-hmm. but we're not going as far as to call him a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. That That's a problem for baseball, in my opinion, at least. Agree. But let's shift. Like, before the break, we were talking basketball. We were talking about the teams Kawhi didn't go to, some major market teams that might be the – backstory in their cities now mm-hmm. for 
probably the first times in their history. The Knicks are the backstory to the Nets, mm-hmm. and, the, and the Clippers are the backstory. I mean, I'm sorry, the Lakers are the backstory to the Clippers, pro- most likely at the same time. Well, that one's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. That one's debatable. But it, the league, the league this season, this season coming in particular, is, in my opinion, the most wide open and unpredictable it's been in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. With the injuries in Golden State, you don't have a team right now that any would truly consider a super team. You've got the Lakers who brought in a couple nice pieces, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Boogie Cousins, to play alongside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. But at least for me, there's still questions about how all of that is going to fit together. Mm-hmm. Do you think they? Do you think the Lakers have improved themselves enough to be a playoff team? Yes, they should be a playoff team this year. Okay. Def- they should definitely be a playoff team this okay. year. But playoff team and championship contender are two different, two different things. things. No, understood. I'm fairly certain, assuming players stay healthy, they are a playoff team. Whether or not they're a championship contender remains to be seen. How all of these pieces are capable of gelling. Whether or not they actually end having to end up playing LeBron on the ball or off the ball. He says he wants to be off the ball when he went to L.A., but looking how this team is built, they may be best suited for him to be playing on the ball. So we'll see what happens with them. Then, so... You've got what's going on with the Clippers, though. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Okay. I'm I'm going to say it. You know, people may not agree. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Okay. I'm not one to usually care when people agree. Understood. Your name's on the show, dude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That being said, I believe the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is easily among the top three combinations of wing players you've seen in NBA history. 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 Easily among the top three combinations of wing players. And the only other times you've seen wing players this good playing together, it it resulted in multiple championships. Mm. In no particular order, the other two being Jordan Pippen, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. You, off, but as far as being ability to play both ends of the court, mm-hmm. defend multiple positions, drive the lane, score from multiple levels at the bucket, mid-range, outside, mm-hmm. handle, pass, play well with others. Mm-hmm. You don't see any. You don't see things like no, this, this, be, this very be, often. This could be special. This could be very special. This could be very special, and I think. Prime to make West Western Conference basketball very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now you still have the Warriors in a situation where they brought in D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson should be back somewhere around All Star breakers. Mm-hmm. You still have <clears throat> Deion <clears throat> Draymond, excuse me, mm-hmm. and I'm about to say DeAndre. No, he's mm-hmm. 
we were just talking about yeah. him going to the Nets. You mm-hmm. still have Draymond, mm-hmm. and you still have the two-time MVP, Steph Curry. Yep. The only unanimous MVP in NBA history mm-hmm. is still on the team. And now, Let's last, not write them off yet either. Last week, we talked about just that, how people were writing off the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, this is before Kawhi Leonard had signed. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this before we knew that Kawhi Leonard was going to be on the Clippers. We still thought there was a there was a chance that Kawhi Leonard could stay in Toronto. Last week we talked about why we thought people were writing off uh, the, uh, the Warriors. Oh, the Clippers are a problem for the Warriors now. So, so the conversation has they're, changed. They're, they're a problem for the Warriors now. You can actually think about doing something where, all right, I'm just going to put Kawhi on Steph, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put Paul George on Clay. And I'm going to ask you how you're going to score now. Mm-hmm. How are you going to score now? What are you going to do? you going to put the ball in, De- in D'Angelo Russell's hands and say you have to carry us? Is that what you're banking on? That's, that's a heck of a gamble. Because Kawhi and Paul George can't take people out of the game flat out. They don't score anymore. Mm-hmm. So w- what are you going to do? The, and it's two of them. It's not like yeah. – we were looking at like a box in one situation. And the thing is, and, and the thing is, you still got Lou Williams coming off the bench. Lou Williams, who's pro- best six man in the league last couple of years, mm-hmm. who could still give you buckets off the it's bench. A professional bucket. Game. Yeah, yeah. Lou will, Lou will gonna get you buckets. Still, you know, it's it's not like this was the clip. It's not like the Clippers were garbage. Before you know, they gave up some draft picks. You know, they they got uh, they got well, they gave up a lot of draft. They picks. gave up a lot of draft picks, so it's, this this got to work. But they didn't give up a lot of personnel. They gave up a couple young uh, young players who weren't necessarily ready to contribute now. But when you look at what they gave up as far as you know their ability to win now, the Clippers is good. Clippers are in good shape. So as you know, as it pertains to this conversation, you know, we talked about writing off the Warriors, but now the Clippers are here, you know, and you know that the Warriors are coming into the season less than 100%. Mm-hmm. Now you figure, you know, now you're looking at the rest, of, you're looking at the rest of the West. You're looking at the Clippers and the Warriors up top. Of, you know, you're talking one, two. How does Denver come back? Does Denver come back improved? Now that they got Denver's a year, got a young core. They got a young core who's now had a little bit of play, got a taste of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You should expect them to be a better team next year. You think they could be? You should third? expect Portland to be a better team next year. Three and four. You think Denver's three and four? You say, say, you know, and you figure top, you know, cream of the crop is Clippers and the Warriors. I'm that not next, sure, I'm not sure the Warriors finish with a one-two seed. Okay. I, now, if we're asking top two teams, but come playoff to, not come playoff time, yeah, I think they're that. Mm-hmm. But that's when everyone's back to being healthy. You're playing yeah. a good chunk of the season without everyone being at full health. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure they're necessarily a top two seed, but I think they're a top two team when when back to healthy. But so yeah, I'm looking Clippers, Warriors, Portland, Denver. Houston, Houston okay. Lakers, they're in there together. Mm-hmm. I actually probably have to put the Lakers a little ahead of Houston. Houston's falling off. Houston's the team in retreat mode right now. Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, OKC, the bottom's pretty much fallen out of that. They're off the rails now. Utah mm. should be an improved team this year. And you can never write out the, write off the Spurs. You can never write them no, off. No, no. It's gonna be it's gonna be a battle out west this year as well. This is gonna be another one of those years where we talk about how the team how the West is just light years ahead of the East. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah, this is one of those years. Mm. But not it's not one of those years where you look at it and say the best team in the West mm. is light years ahead of everybody in the East. Mm. It's just as a conference in as far as depth goes. Mm-hmm. That's where the comparison will be lopsided favoring the West. Okay. The East, you'll have Milwaukee at the top, Philly at the top. Boston, I think, will still be good, but they took a step back. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, not this year. They're coming, but they're not ready this year. Mm -hmm. Charlotte. They're still Charlotte. Miami. I mean, I'm talking about rounding up your top eight. Yeah. But, you know, you got, I I guess, what? Philly, Philly and Milwaukee at the top. Maybe Boston. Yeah. Boston good enough to be three? Still got Hayward, got Kemba. Still got Tatum, still got Brown. Who they have in the front court? Still got Tatum, still got Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's my mm. question with Boston yeah. this year is Al Horford was huge for them. Yeah. They, they essentially ran their offense through him. Mm. Now – that's not the case. It's more shots to go around them for your perimeter guys, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And Toronto is likely still a playoff team, but they're, Toronto is also likely a playoff team, but they're going to take a step back as well without Kawhi, of course. Do you think – I think there's going to be, there's a lot – there will be a lot of pressure for Siakam to step up. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a good supporting piece. Absolutely. Very good supporting piece. I but, don't see him as a star. Yeah. He doesn't carry a T. No. No. Neither I, does no. Kyle Lowry. No. Well, Neither does Van Vliet. Neither does Serge Ibaka. These are all very good players. Yeah. Good, Had, good surround, yeah, good surround, a, a good support cast. Mm-hmm. That was a good support cast. No stars. Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. The, good contributors to a team. That I think like Gasol and Lowry are those guys that both of them are guys that you might have who who were borderline stars before, who now who can give you a star performance every now and then, but are now they're they're role players. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're really good role players, and sometimes that's what you need. You need a role player who's been a you know a, a star who who will then take that role player role. Mm-hmm. but can give you a star effort every now and then. So let me ask you a question right okay. now. Switching gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. With everything that's happened this offseason, who do you think is the best duo in the league right now? Best duo? Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie and Kevin Durant, LeBron and AD, Kawhi and PG, Harden and Paul. Giannis and Middleton, mm. Ben and Embiid. There are a lot. There are a lot of duos out there, there are right a lot now. Of duos. That's like why it, it, it's one of those things where the league is like, should. You make talked the about being wide. Yeah, you you talked about the league being wide open. It, so, it's, it's so, like, so who's your favorite duo? 
Maybe it's oh, one I didn't notice, well, like Dame and CJ McCollum. Or. My favorite duo is going to be Ben and Joe. But are they All the right. best? But you, okay. you know, there's a difference Exclu- between. Yeah. Uh, unless you actually think they're the best, let's yeah. exclude okay. them. Well, you said favorite. Okay. I did say favorite. You said favorite Ben and Joe, best probably could. And I'm going strictly off emotion now because it's and recency bias. I'm, 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 I would go Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. You go with them over LeBron and Anthony Davis? Yes. Okay. Because I think, because I, I honestly feel like. I don't know what LeBron we have right now. You know In what sense? That LeBron's old. Okay. You know that's fair. You know I I don't you know old LeBron and and AD might not be as lethal as lethal as young LeBron young D Wade. You know that was it. You know that was a duo. Mm-hmm. Throwing Chris Bosh now you got a great trio. Mm-hmm. You know it's, it's like. You know, I, now, see, mm-hmm. to your point, for me, as great as LeBron is, his basketball IQ, his passing, his move yeah. to the rim, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to not talk about things I think are flaws right now, but okay. it's great because he's a great, great, great player. Yeah, as great as he is, one of the things that, at least in my opinion. M- allowed him to truly dominate games mm-hmm. was the fact that he was able to control the game on the defensive end of the court mm-hmm. as much if not more so than on the offensive end at the age he is now you watch last season he took a lot of plays off defensively mm-hmm. he didn't have that same impact on the court you didn't see the chase down blocks mm-hmm. Every, like don't throw a skip pass he's gonna get it mm-hmm. that type like your best player just pass the ball because LeBron's on him and he's not going to score now. Type You didn't see that LeBron anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we'll ever see that yeah, LeBron well, again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if he's not that LeBron, he's not the same LeBron. He's still LeBron, yeah. but he's not the same LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, because as much as we acknowledge LeBron's greatness, it was both ends of the court that made him. Made him great, yeah. He was a complete. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, flaws and all, he was still a complete player. Yeah. You know, even, mm-hmm. even with, you know, the, the flaws in his game, he was still a very complete player, and he was still a person. He was a gave, two-way player, mm-hmm. a unselfish. Yeah. A di- and we didn't see a lot of that this past season. Mm-mm. Didn't see a lot of that at all. So, to me, you know, there once was a time when you would consider LeBron and AD, like, oh, you know, oh, they're on, a, they're on the same team? Oh, hands down. It's them. Now, you one – We've seen LeBron get beat. We've now seen LeBron get beat more times than we've seen LeBron raise his, get his hand raised in victory. Uh, I don't know that. Has there ever been a time where he actually did have more times winning no, than losing? No, but well, I think because he lost his first finals, he lost his first two. He lost his second one. He lost his first two. Won his first. Won his next two. Mm-hmm. Then lost again. Then lost again. So he's never had a yeah. winning record in the finals. But he, you know, he it. it you thought once he actually you, he lost you, his next two after that. Yeah. So he w- lost two, one two, lost two more, one one, lost, lost again. Two. Did he lose two more? Yeah, he lost two more. Yeah, because he's three and six, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I think the perception was, you know, especially like when they won the first one, then won the second one. You thought they were on their way to not two, not three, not four. Now. Mm-hmm. It didn't play out that way, but at that time, 
after you saw him raise get that second ring, you're like, oh, okay, this this is going, this is this. We're now truly in that second coming of Jordan, whatever you know, whatever scenario, whatever, whatever you mm-hmm. you know, however you want to hype that up. That's which where you thought you were. You thought you were in, look in, in the the beginnings of no, another dynasty. Yes. You thought the Heat was just going in. That's what you thought. You were like, okay, not two, not three, not four. You know, what are teams going to do? Then, you know, you saw what teams did. They, they adapted. Mm-hmm. You know, they started to to focus on weaknesses. And then next thing you know, is LeBron the best? Are the Heat the best? Are Cle- you know, is Cleveland the best? You know, it is what it is. So now that we're talking about who's the best duo, it's not. That's just not something I can handle LeBron anymore. I'm looking at Kawhi, you know, at Kawhi and PG because right now they're the two. They're the two best young, healthy players. KD's hurt, mm-hmm. so you can't say KD and Kyrie. Clay's hurt, so you can't say Steph and Clay. You know, Dame and CJ, they're young, but I'm not sure if I'd call them the best. Greek Freak and Middleton, okay. But how sold are you on Chris Middleton? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I mean, there's still, I mean, I think and the I like basket- Chris Middleton is a player. I like Chris Middleton but, too, but, but there's still enough. Duo, yeah, he's probably the least attractive second Chris, option. Right now, Chris, Chris Middleton is probably uh, as we talk about duos and players. You know, the players who make up great duos. Chris Middleton right now is probably the most player most likely to get the response of who. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you know, unless you're a hardcore basketball fan, you know who Chris Middleton is. Now we could be having the same conversation next summer, and it just be hands down. Okay, it's the Bucks because Chris Middleton now has a little bit of pressure. Now they got rid of Brogdon. Brogdon's gone. Now it has to be Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely has to be Chris Middleton. And there's a lot. And honestly, I think what's understated is the pressure that's going to be on Greek Freak. You know they. Went into this offseason being perceived they went they were the number one seed. And in my opinion, they took a step back this yeah. offseason, losing, losing Brogdon. Brogdon losing and not Brogdon. really bringing in any major pieces. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Giannis to step his game up even more after mm-hmm. coming off the MVP season. He may have to get to a 41% three-point shooter mm-hmm. and 10 assists a game mm-hmm. just to make this team – Close to the same level they were at last year. True or false? Giannis can't shoot. He can shoot. He's not a pure shooter. Mm-hmm. He's he. You have to guard it now. Yeah, you have to guard because he'll because he'll take them. He's not Ben him. Simmons in the fact that Ben just won't take jumpers. He's willing he'll, to take them and he's capable of making them. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to go out there and shoot fifty percent from three, mm-hmm. but he shoots well enough where you know he can make it. So it's like okay, I got to get, uh, I got to go guard that. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be reluctant to guard it. You're not, you know, in his jersey like you are J.J. Redick or Steph Curry mm-hmm. or Clay Thompson. But you got to get out there. You got to close out. Yeah. Which, if nothing else, creates space. It opens the lane up for him and everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, 
All right, now real, real quick, because uh, I know we are, we're a little pressed for time. I, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring this article to your attention. Okay, what you got? Uh, got Bleacher Report. James Ennis the third. Have you seen this? I have not. What you? Okay. James Ennis the third has told our good friend Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer. The East is going to be wide open. We had a good chance last year. Kawhi is gone. He went to the West. So we're going to walk to the finals in the East. Now, here's the thing. Because before you go in, because I, I, I already see your face. Understand this is radio slash podcast. So the people can't see your face right now. But it's classic. You're going to wish you could. But I... I needed to read this article myself because so many people are cutting off the last three words of his, uh, of his sentence. When I first heard that he said this, I did not see, I did not see the last three words. What are the last three? Words? The last three words are in the East. But when I heard like James Ennis just said, the Sixers are going to walk to the finals. And I'm like, dude, now, granted, walk to the finals in the East. Yeah, he said, "Walk to the finals in the East." That's a little better, it, slightly, slightly better. But when, um, what I'm saying is, when I I had to look up this article because I did not see the in the East part. I just saw James Ennis said they're going to walk to the finals, and then probably put a little ellipsis after it. You know, you know, clickbait. Yeah, but <laughs> the Sixers. Yes, they. Should be a favorite on paper to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's yeah. a fair statement. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't know that I like hearing it from James Ennis. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that James Ennis has confidence in his team and his teammates. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that a role player, a bench guy, is putting a target on his teammates back. Mm-hmm. That's a target on Embiid yeah. and Simmons and Horford yeah. and Tobias. That's, that's not that, a target on yeah. James Ennis. That's, that's a check that uh, Embiid has to cash. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. a check that Ben has to cash. Exactly. You know, and, and that's the part. That's what I don't like about. So let me ask you this: You know, like Joel Embiid makes that statement. You got a problem with it? No, because Joel Embiid's the one that's going to have to go on the court and mm-hmm. actually get it done. James Ennis, nobody's looking at James Ennis like, if y'all don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's James Ennis' fault. Mm-hmm. You know? Nobody, if, if James Ennis scores two points in the entire playoffs, oh, well, it's James Ennis. Yeah. Nobody's expecting anything. There's no, regardless of what James Ennis says, there's no pressure on him. Mm-hmm. So... From that standpoint, it's <coughs> yeah. If Embiid says it, he's putting the squashers pressure square on his own shoulders. Sure. What about if Ben Simmons says it? S- uh, same thing. Same thing. He, he's out there on the front line, superstar. I think pressure on his back. I, I think like like to me, of course, there's pressure on Embiid because he's the best player on the team. He's a leader. He's the straw. He is the straw that stirs the drink as far as the Sixers go. Mm-hmm. Ben says it, I think it puts it it becomes more glaring. Same pressure, but it's like, okay, Ben is the one who has the who who's already put the pressure on 
to change and adjust and evolve his game. Mm-hmm. Can't sit there. Like, Ben Simmons can't make a statement like that. Come out the first game, take no jumpers. No, that's not going to work. Yeah. You know, and, like, to me, Joel says, eh, might not like it, but okay. I'll live that, with it. i live with it. That's our best player, making a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Ben says it. Mm, I might like it a little less. Well, I like it a little bit less. But, but dude, I'll, I'll take it. It's like, dude, you come out, you know, you come out here shooting jumper. You know, you come out here because mm-hmm. I know you, you and I differ on the evolution of Ben's game, mm-hmm. how much there's been and what constitutes evolution. But to me. But we agree there needs to be more. Yes. There has to be more. Absolutely. And for Ben to make a statement like that, there needs to be unequivocal. Like, you know, we sit here, we debate. You'd have to see the next step. Yeah, you have you have to see that. Ben's comes out here, you know, Ben comes out here and says, hey, man, we're the team to beat. We're going to walk to the finals, whatever. And he comes out, scores 20 points, nine assists. 11 rebounds, still takes no jumpers. That's a problem. You're happy. You're happier if they get the, uh, they get the W, but you're still like, I've seen no evolution. Ben comes out and says, hey, man, we're going to walk to the, you know, we're going to walk to the West, or excuse me, walk to the Eastern Conference Finals. Then he comes out, scores 27 points, t- uh, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, Hits two jumpers, hits two three pointers in the game. Hits a couple more, you know. Mm-hmm. Hits that, you know, hits that fadeaway jumper, or maybe takes it just a straight up jumper, no fadeaway. Just shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. You're good. Mm-hmm. Shoot the ball. Exactly. Got a 50 50 chance. <laughs> See, you're going to make it, you're going to miss. What, like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? You brick. Oh well. Go take another one. You got all this money. Exactly. You getting paid. Your contract's guaranteed. Contract's guaranteed. You good. You're getting paid whether or not the shot goes in. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it is what it is. But, you know, it's the summertime. So you got to, you know, we got to talk about something. We're not going to come and talk uh, talk about the WNBA for two hours. I have no clue what happened in the WNBA last week. Do you? I actually. No, no you don't. I, I was going to say, I actually think there was a game at some point on TV this week. No, I, 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 I don't think know. I saw that. You know, I don't know. Talk about. You they talk, need to market their sport better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Agree. Talk big three. I actually saw a really good big three game. Big three's been interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what is the team? See, see, the only thing I don't like about. I don't like. Why do I know when Big Three games are on more than WNBA games? Because Ice Cube. Like this is a pro league. Mm -hmm. You're talking about wanting your league to be taken seriously. You all. It starts with you all taking it seriously. You know, give the fan a reason to take it seriously, too. Put serious commitment, serious effort into branding and marketing, expanding your league, and then you can expect fans to do the same. If you won't do it, don't expect us to either. Boom. Right out the bat. I, I can't remember what the teams were, but here it is. I always talk about you know, we're 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 in year three of Big Three, 
And I always talk about one of the problems, one of the issues that I had with Big Three and it not being on ESPN is the fact that I feel like ESPN tells stories better than any of any other sports network. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So came out, it started on Fox. Fox doesn't tell stories. Unless it's on NFL, unless it's Fox NFL Sunday, you're not seeing a good story about football. You know, plain and simple. But what did I get on Sunday? I sat down, watched Big Three basketball. I can't remember what team, one team was called Bivouacking. Can't remember what the other team was called. But instantly, the marquee match, they had a mar- it was a marquee matchup because it was Josh Smith versus Joe Johnson, two former teammates g- battling head to head. Okay. Here are two names that I agree, you know, that I'm familiar with playing, and it was actually a good game, an entertaining game. And then lo and behold, wow, guess what I just did? I watched an entire big three game, and I'm chilling. I'm at, I got my phone in my hand. What am I doing? I'm tweeting about the big three. When was the last time you saw a WNBA WNBA? WNBA, I can't even get it out because I'm so frustrated with them. When was the last time you saw a WNBA game worth tweeting about? I swear, I think the last you know, WNBA post I ever made was on Black Planet. Might have made a MySpace post about WNBA, if that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this <laughs> week. It's been a wonderful show. I had a great time. So, so what made you want to end the show? Was it? Uh, it was WNBA. Black it was it Black Planet. Pla- oh, come it on! Was Black front old Black Planet. Stop front old Black Planet. Black Planet was the business when I had AOL. Yeah. yeah. Dial up. Yeah. Black Planet was the business in the, the mid nineties. Yeah. When, when I was single, not understanding how uh, spyware worked when you when I, you're at your job. I don't even think kids know what AOL or dial up are. No. Either no, one, no. AOL or dial. What do you? First of all, what do you mean you can't use the phone and your computer at the same time? What do you mean if the call waiting beeps, I'm going to lose my connection? How's that happen? That's a sh- oh my god, that's a show in itself. That's a show in itself, man. Oh goodness. Oh man. Er- er- early internet stories. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's get out of here, dude. It's been fun. Catch you next time. Mike Jones, John Brown, Offense, Defense, and Discord. Peace, y'all. Hey, you feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.